What's going on, y'all? We're back with another episode of Not What You Expected, the podcast where we discuss navigating life when things don't go the way we thought they would. Happy Love Week! Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you're feeling loved, whether you're single, taken, or there's confusion. Hopefully, not confusion. <laughs> It's complicated. I don't know where you fall in that, but happy love week. And you know, February is so strange because after Christmas and like New Year's, it's like, okay, what comes next? The next couple months seem like they're just blah and cold, depending where you are. But February is a good one, right? We get to celebrate love and Black History Month. Hopefully everyone celebrates Black History Month. But um, but yeah, hopefully feeling loved wherever you are. And uh, I didn't want to be cliche and talk about love this week, but I was actually having a conversation with my good friend Liz. And girl, if you're hearing this, this is your shout out. <laughs> and she was like, you know, why don't you talk about self-love? I was like, huh, that's a cool approach to it. You know, so that's what we're going to be talking about this episode. Self-love. And it, it's a journey I think that I, I don't think we ever get to the end of, Right. Some of us are at the beginning and, and we're just discovering what self-love is, right? And, and some are trying to figure out how to show ourselves love in a tangible way and for it to not just be some idea, right? And some of us are, are very good at it and we've put in the work, but we're constantly like having to adjust when need be, um, when someone or something comes into our lives, right? Because self-love may need to be adjusted and, and that's okay. So like wherever you find yourself, right, whether you're the beginning, the middle or, you know, the end, whatever that is of this journey, there's always more that we can do to get better at loving ourselves better, you know? And I have to note this, um, self-love, which to be honest in itself, that definition is, is self-explanatory, right? It's it's how we love and we validate ourselves and, and who we're meant to be. Um, I truly believe that it, it's necessary in order to love others in a healthy way, right? It's so important, I believe, in loving and respecting other people well. Um, and I strongly believe that we can only do that when we love and respect ourselves well, right? And not in this self-centered kind of way, uh, but it's a realization that what we don't have, that you can't give, right? You can't pour out of like an empty cup, right? I mean, there are ways of, you know, giving what you don't have and, and pouring out of an empty cup, but it's not always healthy and it turns toxic really quickly. Maybe that could be another episode that we can talk about, but if you want to do it in a way that's healthy and life-giving, I think you have to have it in you to give and pour into others, right? Um, and that's why this topic is necessary. And it's, though it's messy, um, and going along with the theme of this podcast, it may not always look like the way we thought it would, right? This idea of growing and loving ourselves better. Um, so yeah. Now, I, I like to give tangible things. If you know me, I like to uh, give something where we can actually do and, and to grow and give real ways to practice um, to getting better and whatever that thing might be. So hopefully those of you who are listening, um, you can be motivated to do something different in, in that area in your life. In this particular episode, it's in the area of self-love. So we're going to talk about some tangible ways that we can grow in self-love, okay? And maybe you have some more than I will be talking about, you know? And if you do, 
you can totally post that and comment that on um on Spotify. I believe there's a way you can actually comment on the episode. So let me know what are ways that you um can that you actually practice growing in self-love. But these are mine that I have some tangible ways. Now the first one is being introspective, right? Sitting with ourselves and, and learning our likes, our dislikes, our triggers, our fears, right? Um, being introspective, learning to be by ourselves and sitting with ourselves. Um, and now, for some reason, being alone and being with yourself is so frowned upon. And I don't know why, because it doesn't mean loneliness, right? I don't mean loneliness when I say being alone. I mean being alone. And we know it's different. Uh, you can be alone and not be lonely, because you're present with yourself and and you're genuinely enjoying your own company, right? So, okay, I'm not single, right? I'm happily taken. But for a long time in my 20s, I I was single. Um, And I actually don't believe I I soaked and I I sat in it enough, right? Enjoyed it enough. I I stayed busy because if not, my world, or I felt that my world would tell me my aloneness was not good enough. Um, even though I had and I was doing so much, not being partnered or with a family meant that almost like I didn't have a life, right? Which, which sounds crazy just hearing it, but really, this is the idea we give off if we're not careful. And um, hopefully, we're you know we were doing better with those who are in their late teens or twenties or even thirties or forties um, about the idea of you know being in relationships or singleness, but being alone is often given a sad label. And even if the person wasn't sad, just hearing that from someone they care about um, can almost make them think, wait, maybe I am sad, right? As if it's almost like life is just a journey um, to just find someone and then life will begin, which is so not true. Being alone doesn't mean doing life alone, right? We have healthy friendships and, and people we can learn from and grow with and who are in our world. Um, but we can also be intentional in being by ourselves. So I, I'm just imagining those who are single listening to this who are rolling their eyes because that was me. <laughs> I used to hate hearing this stuff um, when I was single. And honestly, I wish I listened more. I wish I actually enjoyed it more. Um, the thing is, you know, when you've met someone comfortable in their aloneness, there's this confidence and this stillness. Um, it's not perfect, but there's no anxiousness or this this craving for attention or validation from outside sources, right? There's like an introspection there. They know themselves well and they're clear on who they are and what they want and where they're headed and even the boundaries that they've set. Which leads me to the second tangible way I think um, we can grow in self-love, and that's boundaries, which I think is one of the most important things we can have in place in our lives, right? And again, I feel like I have to say this, it's not a bad word. For some reason, it's been given such a negative connotation, but boundaries are healthy, right? After spending time with yourself and knowing your likes and your dislikes, uh, you get to decide the things you are or you aren't willing to tolerate. And the thing about boundaries is only you get to determine what they are for yourself. No one else can, right? And also, no one gets to move the boundaries further up or down. You get to choose that. 
and no one can take that from you. It's yours. And if someone is attempting to take that from you, that is not someone uh, that you want to be in your life, right? And a person who is settled in in self-love or the journey of discovering self-love, they're not afraid to set boundaries. And I actually think this was mentioned uh, in the last few episodes, but um, this might mean that you lose some people or some things, right? And this sometimes it comes with the territory of setting boundaries and we have to learn to be okay with that. And even before moving forward, I don't want to infer that everyone listening knows what setting a boundary looks like because maybe there's someone who's never set a boundary in their life before so I actually wanted to give an example something that actually just popped into my head and it's an easy one to follow um, and it's a dating one so maybe this will kind of help you know give some clarity as to what a boundary can look like right so let's say you live alone okay and uh, you've lived alone for a while and so you decide to start dating again And you made up your mind, you decided that after 10 dates, um, that's when you will allow someone to come into your home. And that's the amount of time you think it will take for you to be comfortable. Uh, So you set that boundary and you tell this person that you're dating that this is what the deal is, right? And if that person tries uh, to get you to move that boundary and to sway or to guilt you into changing your mind, let's say after three dates, that isn't respect or honoring a boundary that you've set. Right now, I feel like I have to say this also for someone else. Boundaries are are not, you know, set in stone as to right or wrong. Right. For someone else, 10 dates is too much. And And that's okay. It might be two dates or one date. Right. But for you, the person who is for you. I don't mean that in in some weird, like, meant-to-be soulmate type of way, but the person who is for you, what I mean by that is the person who should be sharing space in your life, that is the person who respects that boundary that you've set. Self-love is loving yourself enough to ask those who want to be in your life to value and to honor the boundaries that you set and and that you believe are best for you, right? Another boundary might be um, that you don't tolerate anyone in your life who will yell or curse at you, right? That's just another example. You believe you're more valuable than that, so you don't allow that to stay in your life. And because of a boundary like that, you can lose people or even positions or whatever it might be. I don't know if you remember our guest from a few weeks ago, Thomasine. She mentioned uh, not wanting to do something unethical career-wise, and she had to walk away from a position. And some might say that that was a big loss, but for her, that was a boundary she had in place and she did not want to cross. So loving ourselves well is sometimes setting boundaries and expecting those in our lives to abide by those boundaries that we've set, right? Okay. We're going to move on to another tangible way um, that we can self-love or grow in self-love, and that's self-care. <laughs> I laugh because this one, we hear it so much. So how are you going to even like make fun of it? Like, oh, self-care, you know, but it's honestly really important. Now, this is coming from someone who doesn't do this well at all, right? But this no days off or or grind mindset is honestly killing us if we can be sincere about it. And we really shouldn't be busting our butts seven days a week, running ourselves ragged. Um, like when do we ever get to enjoy the fruits of that hard work, right? If we if we're not careful, we'll keep scrolling on social media and we'll see all these people. So I actually jumped back on social media after like almost two years off. 
And it's like, you get sucked into this, you know, work hard, hustle, hustle, hustle. And, you know, what's the next thing that you're working on? It's like, oh my goodness, like you feel like you're slacking off if you have a day off. But really, it's so important to self-care, right? Like, when do we get to spend a Saturday in bed if you get to have weekends off or just doing nothing, right? And and self-care doesn't have to be like a spa for the weekend. If you can afford that, that's amazing. Do it. But it can just be going for a walk on a nice afternoon, listening to some music that you love or listening to the birds, right? It can be investing in a gym membership or in getting your health in order. Uh, it can be being more conscious of the food that we put in our bodies, <laughs> For me, I love fruit snacks. If you know me, you know I love fruit snacks. And it's just sugar, right? I really shouldn't be consuming that much <laughs> sugar, but it's honestly okay moderation. But self-care for me is eating less fruit snacks and more broccoli, right? So it can be something simple for you. And I know it's tough uh, for those you know, with children and family and responsibilities. Um, so this is a thing that it has to be personal. Whatever might bring you peace, even for 10 minutes a day, do it. And asking and, and being okay and learning to be okay with asking the people in our lives um, that love us to help us do that, right? If they love you, and I'm hoping everyone listening has at least one person or people in their lives who love them, they will want to help you find some way or some time to do self-care, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes, right? So self-care, it's really, really important. Okay. The last tangible way for me um, that I think about um, this topic would be <laughs> being patient with ourselves. Being patient with ourselves. We haven't arrived yet. Whatever arrived means, I don't know, maybe if you know, let me know, <laughs> but we haven't arrived. And even if you've done nothing that I've mentioned, um, that's okay. Just start somewhere, right? Someone else may be way further along than you in their journey of self-love, um, but that means nothing to your life because it's your journey. They've had different circumstances. Maybe life has dealt them easier hand, an easier hand, or, or maybe it hasn't. It doesn't matter, but do something starting this week that will jumpstart you growing in self-love. And the cool part is the people in your life will thank you for it, right? The more we, you know, we invest in self-love or even self-care, the people around us can reap those benefits in a, in a, in a healthier way, I think, right? Because if we think about it, how many times have we lashed out, those who have children or a partner or whatever, lashed out at someone because we were just overwhelmed and tired? Could you imagine if we invested time into you know, taking care of ourselves, what we can give to those in our lives? Someone who loves and respects and values themselves well can love and respect and value the other people around them. I, I, I would hope that we can set a goal for this year to to stop pouring from empty cups, you know, to stop attempting to give what we haven't even allowed to be replenished in ourselves. We genuinely, we sincerely want to give that thing, but we don't realize we're struggling because it's, we just haven't sat and allowed ourselves to, to get healthy, to, to, to grow in loving ourselves before we attempt to pour into the lives of others. Maybe I'm just speaking to myself and that's okay. <laughs> But really, I hope we can set that goal and 
make that a mission, even starting this week. And before I end this episode, I actually wanted to, I wanted to say that I know this holiday can make uh, you feel so unloved if you don't have flowers delivered or dinner or chocolate or whatever it might be. But um, I hope you know just how loved you are, just as you are, right? You matter and your life is far more valuable than you could even imagine just as you are. And I hope that we can sit in that this week and we, um, as we think of ways to grow in self-love, that we just take a deep breath and realize as we are, we are loved. It doesn't matter if you're single, married, married forever, married a year or a month, as you are, you are loved and you matter, regardless of some holiday, okay? (laughs) I love y'all. I'll catch y'all next week. Bye.